This is Hawkside Guns Podcast. Hello and welcome, y'all. This is Hawkside Guns Podcast. I am Sean, and with me is Jake, as always. And this week, I'm in a bit of a quandary. And it's not even shotgun related, y'all. I've been looking at rifles recently. Particular type? Well, yes and no. My, I, I've come to the conclusion that I'm a little short, right? Uh, I, have, I have every shotgun, and now every action of every shotgun. Once this thing arrives, I will have a lever action, a bolt action, a break open, an automatic, a pump. I have everything, right? Every every kind over and under, side by side. I have all of them, right? Any kind of action okay. I have in a shotgun. Pistols, I'm a little weak in pistols, but that didn't bother me as much. I still have three or four. I've got a 22, I've got a 380, I've got Shannon's 380, I've got I've got my which has turned out to be the one I use all the time, which is really annoying. I have the Bond Arms 45 410. Uh, I hate that. Should, dude, just just go buy the judge. You can't buy a judge right now. Okay, I meant when you can. <laughs> yeah. When I can, I will totally go buy a judge. I will totally do that because I have found that I I like sometimes I like them swapped, right? I like pistol and a rifle and a shotgun and a pistol. Uh I love firing 410 out of a pistol. It's great. Makes me feel happy, right? I will totally I I was and this is funny cuz I was the biggest proponent of the judge. When, uh, you know, opponent of the judge when it came out, I just, I, I was like, this is ridiculous and stupid. Now I was like, I, I, I would like to have one of those, you know, <laughs> uh, stupid. <laughs> like if, if I hate a gun, you can be assured it will be a classic. Uh, and, and the other, and the other thing that goes along with them because of the fact that you're using something that's a little bit more versatile as far as shells are concerned, you can load the first couple with something that's necessi- not necessarily lethal and then escalate you could do that i'm not going to but you could do that well, uh I, I do that in my house because you know both of the ladies in my house are worried that somebody's going to accidentally shoot them mm. yeah that so, would be a concern so for example in my my bedside nine millimeter it, the first couple of shots in there are snake shot i could see that and that's a that's a viable defense you know or a viable option uh, yeah, we had a conversation just well, now recently. Well, well, and I'll throw in one thing that we that we that itself English failed me again. Are you gonna Are you gonna throw it in? <laughs> <laughs> uh, one other piece of information that goes different between where you are and where I am is that we do not have a castle or stand your ground doctrine in the state of Delaware. Mm. Yeah, we have both of those. Yeah, well, actually, so, I think but, we have but, castle doctrine and standard ground, but yeah. Yeah, so am I willing to go to prison to save my family? Absolutely, but if I cannot kill somebody and still get the same thing done, that might be not might, not, might be a bad idea. I could see where that would be a plus. Uh, not something that you generally worry about in Texas. In Texas, you're just like, hey, they were in the house. Had the family and here. At that point in time, the, the sheriff looks at you and goes, well, "Okay, well, let's get our shovel and we'll take care of this. <laughs> Don't you worry about nothing. We got the or we got the 
the corner on his way. We're going to get this stuff out of here and everybody be out, be able to go about their day, you know. You you do this uh, bury out in the hills, tell the, um you wait all the winter till the uh sheriff comes springtime and he'll understand. <laughs> right. Right. Fantastic movie. Love shooter. Um <laughs> And I did butcher that quote. I know. You know I did. I, yeah, but I still got it. You know, like let's leave before Gunny has to bury us on the hill. Um, it's, it, but it in Texas it's a little bit different. In our household, it's especially a little bit different. We had a conversation the other day, and uh, where we were watching some kind of movie, and I can't remember what it was, where uh, a mother was having to defend her home from an intruder and stuff like that, and and we stopped and as parents you do and you explain what's going on and why the mom had to do this and all that kind of thing and and my eldest i love her so much she's like when can we have guns in our rooms <laughs> uh not anytime soon and she's like well and why does mom get to shoot him first like why can't like we try and then see if we can do it and then you guys try back us up you know just in case something goes bad i'm like kayla it's not a target practice competition it's it's a life of the, yeah but i mean like, why can't we shoot him? <laughs> like, well, uh, well, can I also throw in another piece on that one? That that from my own personal experience is it's really good for the kids to know how to do this. And even that in an emergency, they would know how to get to them if they had to in an emergency. But especially as they get a little bit closer to teenagers and some of those hormones hit the brain, they, the kids get a little impulsive. Yeah. Oh no, they're never having a gun in their room until they 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 move out. Basically, <laughs> that's not happening. Yeah. So 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 that that idea kind of what it worries me every once in a while is you know when my I've I've said something that has my kid with that death look in her eye and at that point in time it's kind of like I'm gonna go downstairs and make sure the safe is locked. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. I'll be. I'm just gonna check some locks right now. A couple cable locks, some trigger locks. Oh, everything's fine. Everything's fine. I'm good. Uh, yeah. I mean that's that's not. But when they move out, I'm gonna make sure they have a firearm. Um, period. Uh, yeah. that's, that's just, I mean, I, obviously not in a college dorm or something, but, but when they move out and get their own place, uh, they will have firearm probably sure more than one. Just make sure they don't go to college in Austin. Oh God, that'll never happen. They're the most least Austin-y people. Yeah, but, they, but but I'm just saying you'd come back and they'd come back and wouldn't recognize you calling you boomer and treating you like an asshole. You know? Yeah, I'm not even, yeah, it's, well, Gen X is right in the middle. There's. Like, like everybody, we, Gen X has been so used to everybody hating us for so long that it's just, it, it rolls off of us now. We're the smallest of the generations. Like boomers are bigger than us. Millennials are bigger than us. Gen Z is bigger than us. Everyone's like, we'll never inherit the planet. Like it's not happening. So, and, 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 and here comes the worst part about that is I personally think, now I know I'm biased on this one being the fact that I am Gen X, but personally, I think we're the smartest out of the group. Well, you know, I think so, too, also from the aforementioned Gen X generation. Uh, but, uh, you know, like, we couldn't do worse than the boomers are doing right now. <laughs> like, exactly. Like, we couldn't possibly do worse. Come on. Seriously? It got, like, look at the millennials. Do you really want those people running your world? <laughs> you know? Some of them are trying to. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, and I, I, I kid my millennial friends about that stuff all the time. They're like, screw you, dude. I'm 36. <laughs> I'm almost 20. I'm right at the cutoff. Come on, man. I'm like, uh, is this still a millennial? You know, like beef technically under some gener- uh <laughs> Some guidelines. Some guidelines is a millennial. And he's like, well, shit. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
<laughs> he's the least millennial person we know, you know. Yeah. Uh, but the, the they will never have a, a firearm in their room. Uh, now, will I teach them to shoot? Yes, and I am doing so. Now, it's summer in Texas here, and it's 102 outside when the sun is shining. So uh, you don't want to go shoot right now. Uh, in the state of Texas, warm is a thing, right? In the same way, Minnesota, like cold is a thing, warm is a thing, and you won't be outside for any length of time. However, when fall comes, we got a long time, and these girls have a lot of catching up to do, and they will be doing that. So, and they get bigger all the time, so they'll be able to handle the guns a little bit better. Mm-hmm. It'll be great. I'll have, eventually, I will have four shooters in my house. I will. Uh, now, that does not like something like that would not fill your wife with a lot of confidence. No, you know, uh, but no, I mean, I mean the, the, the comment yesterday after I had, cause I hadn't found a place to put it quite yet was, uh, do you know, there's a rifle just laying out in the middle of our bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Is, is that, is that a good idea? You going to fix that? <laughs> There, 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 there's not even any ammo for that in that it well in the state much less the house so. yeah. <laughs> like you could try and fire it it's not gonna do anything there's yeah it's there's a shortage right now it's really pretty stick at the moment yeah i have um sitting behind me is my sportsman slash uh uh what is it blackhawk or something like that anyway it's or it's it's the the 12 gauge inertia gun that I got a couple of times ago, uh, a couple of casts ago, and yeah, Mohawk. That's what it is. Uh, Sportsman 48. Oh, I, yep, Mohawk. No, I remember what you were talking about. Yeah, and it is sitting on. Um, I've got my uh, shotgun cabinet, which holds five shotguns that I made, um, sitting there, and then in front of it, in piece, just in complete and total disarray, is the Sportsman. <laughs> And the stock is not even attached to the receiver anymore. So, I mean, it is literally completely taken down. There are no parts together. The trigger group is put together. That's it. Because uh, I had a jamming problem. I'm like, i I, I got to fix this. So I've ordered. Uh, I did the the the, fl- or the, uh, the drop test in the barrel. I don't know if you know how that works. But, like, in um, you turn the barrel so it's facing down. Take it off the gun. Put it so it's facing down. And you test if the chamber is actually gunked up or capable of receiving the shell gracefully. You just take a, a snap cap or something like that and then drop it in and see if it seats itself, right? If it gets stuck or it's or you flip the barrel upside down and it doesn't just fall out, you've got a chamber problem. Makes sense. Right? It makes sense, right? Because that's what I, it I has wouldn't, to do. I, would, I wouldn't have thought of doing it, but it makes sense. Right. So that's what you do to just see if, like, there's any big problems with the chamber or if it's not seating correctly or if it's having trouble being extracted or, or like, what the problem is. Okay, we'll start at the chamber. That's when an extraction problem, that's where you start because it's the easiest, right? If you have trouble there, then you probably got some gunk or some scoring built up and you need to clean that out. Okay, cool. That just dropped in and out fine, like butter, right? So I'm like, crap, it's a receiver or a spring problem. Now, that particular gun has two springs. It has the one in the forearm, which is giant, and the one in the stock. I don't think it's the big one. I think it's the one in the stock, uh, which they do have replacements for those. So I ordered one, 
And then I ordered, uh, because I knew it had to be either in the receiver or the spring, one of the springs, I ordered the um, entire carriage bolt assembly with the action okay. arms, the whole fucking thing. Uh, it was like 35 bucks on eBay. And I'm like, screw it. Like, one of these will be okay. That I doesn't don't, sound too bad. No, it wasn't. The spring was like 8 bucks. The carry Because it's an 1148, basically. For all intents and purposes, a Sportsman 48, a Mohawk 48, and an 1148 are the same gun. The parts are completely interchangeable. So you get parts for any one of those, which this thing's a franking gun anyway. Uh, it was really easy to just go, okay, yeah, uh, I'll need one of those, one of those, one of those, one of those. So I have a, it has a, a, a catching and extraction problem, right? It's not extracting right, and it's ripping the, sh- it's ripping the primer or the brass off the, the uh, plastic and just yep. leaving the plastic in the chamber. And I'm like, it's getting stuck, right? It's, it's somehow it's getting stuck. Or it'll just, it won't eject at all, and you just sit there and just pull the damn lever, and you're like, it's not ejecting, I got this. <laughs> you know, it's very frustrating. So I'm like, okay, we're going to deal deal with this. So I have it, all that to say, I have it completely disassembled behind me. And there's, I mean, there's just gun parts everywhere, Right. And some of the, and there's some extra ones in there because I got an extra carrier bowl, I got action action bars, I got all that kind of stuff. And uh, and of course I have all my other guns locked up, but this one's just sitting out because I'm I'm waiting on a couple more parts because I wanted uh, some extra stuff for uh, to see if I can replace some other things in there just to see if I can buy my way out of this or if I have to find out what's actually happening. So. All that, you know, is happening. And then we had a friend of ours come over, and she's got a four-year-old. And now he wasn't with us at the time. But my office is right on the way to the guest bathroom. So she she walks by, and she sees the gun, and she comes out. She uses the restroom, comes back out. And she's like, I can't believe you have a gun sitting out. And I'm like, and in my mind, I was like, oh, crap, I missed one. Right? Like. I because I, well, I mean, that, that, well that's because in your mind what you're thinking is is what you had left out was gun parts right. So right. when she says a gun, you're thinking of something that's been put together and is actually usable. Yeah, and usable, like, ready to fire. I'm like, oh shit, I, I missed one. <laughs> Holy crap! Exactly. This is, you know, this is embarrassing. Um, let me, you know, and I go and she, I'm like, where? You know, she's like in your office, and I'm looking around my office. I'm looking. At, I check my cabinet. You know, it had both cable locks on it. I'm like, I, I I don't see it. She goes, it's right there. And I'm like, look, uh, all seriousness, I I'm, I understand what you're saying. But if first of all, you'd have to know how to put that together. <laughs> Second of all, if you can put it together and make it fire, I'll give you 100 bucks, Right. And make it actually work. I'll give you 100 bucks right now because that's the problem I'm having. Right. It doesn't want to load. It doesn't want to eject. It doesn't want to do anything. OK. So if you can do it and magically make it so this gun works, we're good. <laughs> and she's she's just looking at me like my my head's on backwards, you know, and I'm, I'm like, I don't understand. Like, you can't hurt yourself with this. Like it. It's literally not a gun right now. It's sort of like taking apart your car and leaving it all in pieces in the garage and somebody going, hey, let's jump in the car. You can't, right? It's not doing anything. It's no longer a car. It's now car parts, right? It's now yeah, exactly. a project, you know? But And, and I realize that, and she's super liberal, um, super liberal, uh, but... Uh, I, it, we, we've already discussed, I'm, I'm having a very difficult time 
not putting my foot in my mouth with super liberals at the moment. <laughs> not, not, and we're not talking about somebody who leans a little bit to the left. We're talking about because, because quite frankly, somebody who's super right wing, I don't get along with very well. Yeah, either. I'm not really that guy either. You know, I'm kind of. Uh, I did one of those tests the other day, and they said I'm almost in the middle, leaning right. Right. And that's exactly where I fall as well. But you get a lot of the very, very reactionary super liberals, which are very publicized at the moment. And it's kind of like, I actually don't know how to talk to you. And I'm afraid to talk to you. Yeah, <laughs> because whatever it is, you're going to be the victim, you know. But uh, she uh, was just beside herself with, with like, surprise, like, I can't believe you let your daughters run around here and bless her heart. My ten-year-old was like, "Yeah, we st- we can't get the action bars to work right, and it's just it's just stuck in there. It's not ejecting. It's not doing anything. We were pulling on it for at least five minutes trying to get the bolt open, and it just wouldn't move. We had to get in there with WD-40 and a pry bar. <laughs> and so she switched from looking at me to looking at Kayla like, "You poor child. What have they done to you? You know?" And and she's like, "Honey, do you?" Do you feel safe around those? And she looks at this lady. She's like, of course I do. I've been taught about guns. <laughs> she looks at me like, what the hell's her problem? You know, and I'm like, she's not into guns, Kayla. She, it, again, I was like super dad. You know, she, she was like, oh, you're one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon is not having a good time of this conversation. She's just like looking at me like, you stop whatever's happening <laughs> you know i would like to have friends and keep them damn it <laughs> and this one and i understand where this woman's coming from she's a teacher she's an elementary school teacher she's you know like guns are the enemy and and all that kind of thing and she's like super liberal and super like everybody should just be happy and and kumbaya stuff and i get it and i and it's a way to be and i understand that it's just not my way you know my kid's gonna learn how to shoot learn how to like and we got into this long argument over dinner and not argument. I guess that's not a fair term. It was a discussion. He did in some parts, but a discussion uh, about education and, and the difference between education and safety and fear. Right. And I am as, as you uh, are strongly of the belief that they become much less dangerous when the mystique is pulled off of them, when the the misinformation is pulled out and education is replaced, right? Or you replace all that with education. Like, this is what it does. This is what it is. This is what happens when you pull the trigger or when, you know, it is a real gun. And, and this is what you have to do about it. And, of course, they're 10 and stuff like that and, and 7. So, you know, they forget a little bit sometimes, but they always snap back to that original training. And they're very good about it, and they understand it. And to me, that's a lot less dangerous. Well, I mean, and you you are smart enough to know that they are still children. You still do still need to keep an eye on them, that they can be impulsive. They can forget. They can stop realizing what they're doing and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Where are the adults? But at the same time, you're not having to leap across the table going, don't touch that. Right. (laughs) You know, and it's much more fun when you're taking down a shotgun. Once you get the damn thing, you know, once you get the chamber out or, you know, get it unchambered, get the barrel off, it ceases to become a gun, right? On a shotgun, you take the barrel off. 
And the other part about that is, is that things cease to become frightful to even have people around them once you, once you know that the person knows where not to touch things, what not to do. Uh, you know, people laugh at me when I'm in the, the gun store and I'm, you know, ducking my head around when people are start waving them around. It's kind of like, oh, they're unloaded. Yeah, I realize they're unloaded, but you just don't do that. Yeah. You know, my, 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 my boss started laughing at me, though he went, thank you, later when uh, a, a woman came in uh, wanting to talk about magazines and something that was going on with her Taurus and reached down into her leg holster and brought it out. And I asked her, I said, ma'am. Is that loaded? And she went, yeah. And I went, um, you need to unload that and you need to do that now before we consider continue the conversation. She's like, oh, um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, we do not play with loaded firearms here. <laughs> Take that outside and see. I've been in gun shops where they make them go outside and do it. And meet uh, them at the door and be like, show me it's unloaded. I it was packed enough that I was more afraid with her trying to get out the door with a loaded firearm, not bumping into somebody, dropping it and having it accidentally go off. I actually at the time felt safer watching her pull the clip out right there and pop the thing out of the chamber. Actually, she didn't even think remember to take the, the, the round out of the chamber. She handed it over to me and I took the round out of the chamber and she went, oh, I forgot about that one. I went, yes, that's why we do this. Yeah, that's <laughs> and, why we look. And, and the owner of the company is laughing at me and later on looks at me and goes, by the way, thank you. <laughs> yeah, what, are you what are you doing, man? <laughs> like, don't bring, don't, don't pull a loaded gun at the gun shop. You know, we all have guns here. They'll shoot you. I, my, my, my demeanor is usually very, it, it, which is what he was laughing at. My demeanor tends to be a little bit on the happy-go-lucky, uh, somewhat goofy and dorky side. But the, it's, having seen me go from that to serious that quickly <laughs> was, was what made him laugh. And it was kind of like, um, no, excuse me, is that loaded? She's like, um, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, conversation stops right now until this is unloaded. And uh, it's amazing how how people don't think of that, right? Because it's, it's a constant safety thing. Like, as long as you're touching or around firearms, you must think of the safety first. Exactly. And after a while, it begins to, to, to be second nature, right? And that's really what you're looking for. But it well, does take it, a while. And the, and the other one I, I end up doing a lot with people is um, is trigger discipline. Get your finger out of the trigger guard. What do you mean? Take your finger out of the trigger guard. It does not go in there until you are ready to shoot the firearm. Uh... <laughs> so, so I have gone over the rules of gun safety with people several times. Um, I've gone over them with my daughter and even my father after we went shooting looked at me and went I was really impressed on how well she paid attention and followed all of that and I was like um, we made it very clear <laughs> and that's really and, and kids are great about this uh, like mo for the most part or at least mine are uh, they're really good like you give them instructions you tell them like look this can kill people including yourself me or somebody else okay this and it happens in a heartbeat so this is what you need to do. And they go, okay. And then they do that. And it's fine. You know, and then you can start having fun. Uh, so it's, and it's surprising, especially right now, how many people 
have never been through that. And they're purchasing firearms a lot of times for the first time right now. And they've never had any of the discipline. They never had any of the education. And yet, they're going to go buy this thing to defend themselves. Uh, and, and we've been actually very pleasantly surprised and terrified by how few, but how many have actually gone about trying to make sure that they did educate themselves and also terrified about the few who haven't. Um, we actually have another lady who who's a very frequent customer at the store um, who it was funny when she came in looking for nine millimeter uh, the other day and we had to tell her we didn't have any. She was just it was like heartbroken. She's like, I have to go to the range tomorrow. And I'm like, I, I can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. um, but she actually started a, a specifically a women's shooting group. And we've gotten just about every woman who's come in who buy her first firearm to go start hanging out with her. And it has been a blessing. It really does help. I mean, just a little bit of education goes a long way because there's really not a lot you have to remember, but at least as far as handling it and all that kind of thing, because it's really not that difficult. But you have to constantly yeah. think about that. So when you don't, it gets you into trouble, especially at a range. You know, it's one thing, oh, yeah. you know, when you're out in a field or something like that and and you're 15 feet in front of everybody else and everybody's yelling instructions. Don't turn around. Don't, I don't care. Don't point it over here. You know, that, that kind of thing. Um, that's, that's one thing when you're at a range and the next guy is two and a half feet from you. Uh huh. It's a little different, you know, it's a little different and it, and I get that ranges can be an intimidating place. I don't like ranges, you know, generally speaking. Well, uh, I, if you're if you're fucking around, the range master is going to tear you a new one. And oh God, yeah. One, and whether you're the one who got the new one torn or you're the one who just witnessed it, yeah, it can be a little bit on the oh shit. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. You know. Yeah. And that's never really happened to me. I mean, I've never had to been dressed down at a range. The only the only time actually that's not true. There was one time I was twenty two, twenty three. We went to this range, and. The rule out there, and it was an outdoor range in Texas, which normally this this rule wouldn't have applied, but it was two seconds in between shots. So ah, yeah, you had to do a two, a two count between each shot, and when you got a twenty-two with a thirty-round clip in it, yeah, you yeah, no, that doesn't happen. You're gonna mag dump it <laughs> when you in your twenty-two. You're gonna mag dump it, right? Yeah. And that it does. It's not. So we got yelled at like two or three times. Uh, the only time I really got dressed down and, and I ended up yelling back, unfortunately, um, even my father looked at me later on and went, you know, you, you, the guy didn't deserve that. And I went, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did it anyway. Was uh, we were decided we were leaving because a bunch of idiots had shown up at the range and the range master hadn't made it over to yell at them yet. So we just kind of went, OK, it's time for us to go. So I was in the process of clearing all of mine to make them safe. And he came over and yelled at me for touching my firearms while somebody was downrange. It was kind of like, uh, uh, dude, I get it. I'm just I'm trying to make things safe, not be unsafe. And yeah. Yeah. And it's it's one of those deals where you're just like, yeah, I get it. And it's fine. But, uh, you know. These yahoos over here. And, and that doesn't matter. I mean, they see what they see. It's sort of like a ref in, in sports. You know, they see what they see. 
and, and and actually that's what my father ended up telling me was is you know he hadn't seen them yet he saw you not only that but the moment the reason why you managed to get everything put away is because the moment he turned around from you and saw them you didn't notice it because you were pissed but he he tore them a new one <laughs> yeah yeah and I, i've always you know and especially with um with like outdoor skeet ranges and stuff like that i mean there's a lot going on there's a lot going on there's a lot of guns going off there's a lot of people standing in a circle there's a lot i mean there's there's all kinds of stuff and uh, not standing in a circle shooting but like there's stations and skeet shooting and all that kind of yeah. thing anyway you and you rotate around a circle anyway um there's <laughs> that kind of thing it all happens very very fast right because they're trying to move you through there right and that's not how I shoot. Uh, normally, like, we get out there and, you know, we set some stuff up and we're laughing as much as we are shooting. You know, like, oh, yeah, did you see that? That one landed. Did you see that? It was all just all together, just kind of landed. He got away. You know, do you want me to go over there and, you know, like, wrap him up and give him a little blanket, make sure he's okay? Or did you want to hit the one next time? You know, um, <laughs> just... You know what you you know what you really need. You need an electronic button that you can hit so that the dog from the duck hunt can come up and giggle at you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh hell yeah! <laughs> you know, because uh, I mean it's what you do. It's fun. I, and I, that's that's half of our stuff. You can't do that in a range. They're just it's too loud. I mean, there's there's other and there's a range downtown. Uh, here in Dallas, uh, hold on, I know what the name is, uh, Texas Gun Experience. It's run by a, a friend of the uh, owner of my company. And he, and they have, you can fire a, a live machine gun, like a rotating barreled machine Gatling gun. Gatling gun? Yeah, Gatling. Uh, and, and you can fire this thing, and it is deafening. And you when, got well, I and and we've talked about this before. It's one of the reasons why I initially started with almost purely nine millimeter. Is I'm cheap, so yeah. I start seeing all those shells going to the floor, uh, empty shells going to the floor. Going, dear God, how much did that just cost them? Yeah, yeah, several hundred dollars for that Bert. <laughs> yeah, that that couple seconds of Bert. Yeah, that's that's a couple hundred bucks. You know, uh, Bert and chill is not is not cheap. <laughs> You know, uh, for uh, so all that's going on. There's guys with these big rifles and the guy next to me has got a Desert Eagle 50 cal. And I'm just like, I don't want to be here. This is too loud for me. You know, even with the phones on and stuff like that, you can't talk to anybody and fuck around and have a good time. And at least I can't because whereas I can take that. And if that was my only choice, sure, you figure out how that works. But it's not my only choice. I can go out into the middle of a field and pretty much do whatever i want all day you know it's i, I, I but, but even then i don't tend to go to the indoor range for fun don't get me wrong i find it fun but that's not usually why i'm there i go to the indoor range for practice right when i'm going with friends and family for fun i go to the outdoor range because it is more of a relaxed atmosphere you are talking and giggling and have a good old time and you know, every once in a while, something over on the long range range goes boom, and it's kind of like, Ooh, the man. hell was that? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's kind of like when you, it's kind of like, geez, I heard the, I felt the concussion over here, and I'm 20 yards away. We had, 
we were at an outdoor range. I can't remember where it was. It was Forney or something. I, anyway, we were at an outdoor range, a long range, outdoor range. Uh, like the shortest distance you could shoot was 50 yards, right? At this okay. Range. Well, I mean, well, that's that's the way the rifle ranges at the outdoor place. Okay, it's got a, it's got berms at 50, 100, 200, 300, and 500 yards. Yeah, this one went all the way out to a thousand. Cool. Yeah, no, it's in in Texas. That's not unusual because there's there's land out here, right? So this guy, we noticed, yeah, I mean, there's if one thing you can have in land is in Texas is a land, right? Um, but we noticed that there was somebody setting up at the thousand yard uh, positions, and my dad's like, Sean, like I don't, I don't want to stop or, or you know, like spoil your fun or anything like that. But there's a guy sitting up over at the thousand range, and I gotta see this, and I'm like, holy crap! All right, cool, I'll go get the binoculars. I'll be right back. <laughs> Right. So, um, like I have a set of, of like 10 power binoculars, a little crap stuff that we used to shoot 22. So it's too old to see it 50 yards. Like, I don't know. It's like an, an inch yeah. below that, you know, you need yeah, binoculars. We, we run into the same thing trying to zero out a two, two, three. Yeah. Because it makes these tiny little holes in the paper. It's kind of like, I can't see. That. I, I don't know where the hell it went. <laughs> I, hold on. I'll get the binoculars, you know, cause the scope's only like a three by, you know, a three power. We need like ten to see where the hell it hit, right? And that's at fifty yards, a thousand. Uh, oh, I'm screwed. Oh, oh and even the uh, the little um, the the distance monoculars that they give you at the range that you can look at. You have the time you're not even sure which if you're looking at your target or the next guy's. Target. Oh yeah, you have no freaking clue. <laughs> you know, you're like I I don't understand what I'm looking at here. <laughs> you know, so yeah, so I went and got bonus binoculars. I, I think you hit it. Yeah, I think. Like, what, where, which target are you shooting at? You know, <laughs> uh, so, so there's, there's that kind of thing, right? But, uh, it, it's not, it, it's not an, a usual thing. Somebody setting up at the thousand yard, right? Not even close. So uh, we go out and this dude's setting up and. We're like, hey, man, we're not trying to encroach on you or anything like that. We just wondered what you had that went a thousand yards. And he pulls it out of the case, and it's a freaking Barrett. And we're like, hey, can we watch? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to touch it at all, but I want to see what this thing does. And he's like, sure, you know. And I mean, he's sending like two fifty down range every time he pulls the trigger. You know, like, yeah. like I mean, these are not cheap. No. At all. Now, now, was he laying down with it, or was he tabling it? Oh, no, God, no. He was laying down. It was brazed. He had sandbags. He had all kinds of shit. He had a bipod. You know, this thing was, it was ready, right? And, it, and he's like, this is going to kick like hell. And uh, we're like, oh, my God, you know? And he, and he pulls out, like, two boxes of ammunition for it, which is several hundred dollars worth of ammunition. Uh-huh. And uh, he's like, my, my daughter wants to to shoot it it's you know it's a birthday and and she's she's gonna get her first rifle but she wants to shoot this and we're like okay cool and his daughter comes up was gorgeous it's like 19 (laughs) and i'm like i'm thinking in my head i'm like i'm gonna watch her butt shake when she shoots this thing uh if you haven't looked at your messages on instagram in a while that's kind of what i've been sending you Oh my God! It's and it does too, because it shakes your whole freaking body, and it did, and it was good. But 
Um, this dude turns loose of this thing, and Buana's got, I can't remember how big they are, but they're big, big binoculars, and we're, like, staring at a 1,000 yards, and we were wondering if we'd be able to see it. Um, when a 50 cal goes through a target, you can see it. Makes a big-ass hole. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's really easy to see. Not 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 only that, but it's actually kind of creepy that at a thousand that you're a thousand yards away, so you can actually manage to like get a thought in before it does hit. Because yeah, it's that far off. It is. It is a. It is a ways because I thought he missed it completely, and then I saw the hole appear, and I'm like, oh wow, you know. Yeah. This is this is a ways. <laughs> uh huh. This is happening, you know. Uh, so I, I was very interested and, and he lets one of these off the chain and it's boom, you know, and the whole range, like you're saying, the whole range stops. Oh yeah. It just stops. Cause then everybody's looking around like the hell was that? You know? Well, because you know, I'm assuming and hoping that you're standing behind him. Oh God. Yeah. But anybody off to the side, you know, even off to the side and a bit behind felt the concussion. Yeah. Yeah, we were 20 feet behind him, and we felt it through our feet. I mean, it, it's, it is very, well, maybe not 20 feet. We were probably 12 feet behind him. Uh, it's it's very distinctive when this thing goes off. Have you ever seen the things where people, like, set up things next to the uh, compensator at the front of the barrel? And no. Watches how things just fly when you pull the trigger <laughs> on that thing? No. Yeah. Those are fine. I mean, you got everything from people, you know, scarecrows and just watch them turn into a straw just just from the concussion <laughs> of the compensator. Yeah. Man, I I am very surprised, uh, very surprised on. Well, it, well, and, and not to kind of try to bring us back here, but we did, you know, ramble anonymous here. Um, you did mention that you were looking for a rifle. I did. I did. Yes. Now that we've we've gotten all of all of, all of that subject, uh, so, so the question is: Is what are you looking for? I don't know. Uh, is is the answer? Because what I'm looking for is something with a little bit longer distance than what I have now. I have two rifles right now. I have a 22 Lakefield, uh, which is laser accurate inside of 100 yards, which is all I shoot at 22 anyway. Right. Okay. I, Fifty to seventy-five yards is a long shot with a twenty-two for me, um, and it does have a scope on it, but it's it's more for target shooting. I don't plan to hunt anything with it. Uh, my rifle, which I use for defense, is a forty-four mag. Also, kind of under a hundred yards. It'll go further than that, but really, you're gonna have to start messing with some trajectory stuff. Yeah. So, uh, gen- generally, a forty-four mag is a hundred yards less. Yeah. Exactly. And what I and it's going to be a lot less with me because normally what I'm doing is like anywhere from 25 to 50 yards. Something something is charging you. Right. And I have to protect myself with it, and it's great for that. I'm still going to use it for that. Lovely, lovely gun. But I've sort of got the itch for something. I don't. I don't actually plan to hunt anything. You know, I'd like to if I could. You know, like if it came up and I had to grab something, I would grab it. Right. Like if somebody. I know it's going to sound funny. Somebody forced me to go deer hunting, right, or, or something like that, where, like, it was a business yeah. trip and I need to go to, to make a deal or something like that, or or my company's going and I need to go to be there. Sure. You know, let me grab something and I'll go. Right now, now, now I, I would assume you're not looking for anything that would fall into what they call the black rifle category. Is that correct? I am not. Not really, okay. no. 
Um, I don't mind if it has a synthetic stock, for sure. Yeah, but you're not looking for something to go on an AR platform, correct? No, no okay. I'm not. Uh, not an AR. Um, I, but I don't know, like, I would like something that does over 100 yards. You know, maybe 200 yards. Something okay. like that, where it's cool. Um, and something that isn't terribly complex, but reasonably, reasonably, and right now, that's a big statement, reasonably inexpensive to shoot, you know, so it's not some weird-ass caliber. Um, well, I, you're already a Remington fan, as much trouble as they're having lately. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk uh, about that in a second. Uh, have you considered, now, I'm, I always get the number of, of this one wrong, the Remington 74? Some, some, well, there's a Remington. It's their, it, it's their bolt-action rifle, and I always get the number... 700. That's I knew it started with a seven. I got that. I got that part. Have you considered? Have you? Because you said you were some, looking for something that's basic and simple. That's what a Remington 700 is. It's about as ubiquitous of a bolt action rifle as you find with the Remington 870 as the ubiquitous pump action shotgun. Yeah. See, I like that. That's nice. Yeah. That's kind of, holy and, crap. And, They're 1,200 bucks. Oh no, that's the that's the big ones. <laughs> I'm like twelve hundred dollars. Are you shitting me? No, I'm not well, doing that. Well, no, okay. Well, well, first of all, rifles do tend to be more expensive than shotguns. You know this, correct? Yeah, I do. I do. But my gosh, they're okay. they are proud of those, aren't they? It's... Uh, yes, they are. I mean, and then they are extremely popular. Uh, yeah, and they're they're around, and I've seen many of them. Uh, that's I... that's a. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking for something, to, I mean, to go longer, obviously, you know, you're in Texas, so I would say get a 30-30. Um, but at the same time, those are about a 200-yard shot. Yeah, and that's fine. I mean, I don't mind something like that. Like, I was, well, I mean. I mean, don't, I, and, and I know you have had one that I can't remember whether or not it went to your wife or to Bona, but, um but you know, a Marlin thirty thirty is actually a very pretty firearm. Yeah, it is, and it's it's basically looks exactly like my forty four, and Bonham will never let it go. So I was like, oh, okay, well, there's that. Um, yeah. But um, they make they make a ton of stuff. I mean, like, I mean, there's a ton of of I guess rifle options for it and i don't even know what exact caliber i'm looking for you know what i mean well, it's, it, it's like there's a bunch of stuff i do not claim to be an expert the reason i was asking if you're looking at an ar platform because i was ta uh, if you were going to be looking for something precision long distance in an ar platform i was going to recommend uh, the 6.5 grendel mm -hmm. um but if you're looking for your standard bolt action rifle, there's honestly no reason to go with anything other than either 30 out six or 308. Yeah, I mean, and that's really kind of where I'm falling on a lot of this stuff because that's one, it's what everybody makes. Yeah, it's what I everybody's mean, it, good it, at. And it, and it's it the, and the worst part about it is out of everything under the sun right now because as we've said before nobody's looking for hunting rifles they're looking for self defense rifles you can find a thirty out six and you can find ammo for it just as easily as you can find your birdshot yeah yeah you you kind of can and I you know I was looking uh, what was it it was a Savage three hundred eight like a yeah. um, 
Oh crap! I can't remember what it was. It was like an Axis or something like that, or maybe it was. I I, I don't know the model names, but I I can picture or a trophy hunter. About. I think it was a. Uh, oh, here it is. Uh, Savage Eleven Trophy Hunter XP 308 bolt action yeah. with scope. See, that's perfect. You know, something something a little bit. It's rugged. It's got uh, you know out of the box. It's it's fine. You know, there's like nothing. It's got a three by you know a three by nine uh or a three nine by forty scope on it. It's fine, you know. Uh, there's there's all kinds of. Uh, I mean, it's got a synthetic stock. It's got all the kind, but something cheap, sturdy, and not a pistol round. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, right now, I probably could get the. I don't know if I could get ammunition for it, but I could probably get, I could probably get the rifle. Three hundred eight is a little bit harder to find, but you can find three hundred eight. Really? Even right yeah. now? Yeah. 223 two, and 556, don't waste your time. <laughs> um, 308 is not the easiest thing to find, but it is findable. Yeah. Because once again, it's less of a, as much as you can find rifles that it is used as a defensive round, it is less of a defensive round and more of a long distance target or hunting round. And that's good. Um, Yes, most people these days when they're buying, when they're trying to buy a firearm are not necessarily looking for something long distance. They're looking for something um, CQB, close quarter combat. Um, uh, and jeez, uh, oh, um, English is really not working for me today. <laughs> my brain and my mouth are just not working at the same speed. Um, it, you know the. It, Five five six and two two three, and then even the stuff that goes into the AKs, the seven point six two by thirty four, are the ones that you can't find at the moment. And that um, kind of tracks because that's, I mean, everybody and their brother is trying to either get that platform or already has it and is building tons of 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 platforms for that, and they're yes. they're just gone. Yes. Um, so, but 308 is because it is still a popular round and you still can build an AR in 308. Anything that's used in 762 by 54 can also fire a 308. Um, you know, so it, there is still utility for it. So it is one of the ones that's, that can be difficult to find, but it is findable. Yeah. And I, that's really kind of what I'm looking for. It's like, okay, can I find... Where, and then even what this then, is. and even then, if you if you wanted to take even a step further away into a almost completely hunting use round thirty out six, those you can find in Cabela's right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Hell, you can. you can actually still get thirty out six in Walmart at the moment. Can you? Yeah, they, they'll they'll still sell the hunting rounds. They just won't sell the any of the defensive rounds. Oh yeah, I suppose that's true. I mean, yeah, they won't they won't sell handgun uh, rounds, um, but they will sell like they'll, they'll still sell 22, per, you know, purely target rounds. And they will sell things like um, 30 out six, 30, 30 and stuff of that nature. Anything that is typically primarily used for hunting 308. I'm not 100 percent sure that Walmart does sell because it does. It can be like put into the old M1s and used as a defensive. Um, actually, that, that reminds me of a meme I saw that was absolutely hilarious. And I think I sent it to you and I think I put it on Twitter. And even got a couple of comments where basically it showed an old M1 Grand and uh, a AR-22. And it says, if you're going into combat, which one do you choose? I bet you you're wrong. 
And the whole idea is that everybody is going to point at the AR thinking it's an AR, but it's only a 22 uh, versus the M1 Garand, which is going to fire a 308 and do some dirty work. Yeah. Yeah. And most, and you're right, probably most, especially most younger people would look at that and go, oh, obviously this is newer, it's better guns. You know, it's, look at that. It's tactical. And you're like, yeah, dude, that's, uh, that yeah, is that's a jumped just... up sporting rifle. So that is, <laughs> that yeah, is that, a weapon of war. Okay. That, that that's a planker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're thinking you're going to get something that you're going to go boom, and somebody's going to go ooh, and somebody's going to go ah. Really, what you're going to do is something that's going to go snap and go pink. <laughs> and then you're going to get a hail of thirty caliber coming the other way. <laughs> exactly. You know, I saw. Oh God, what did I see the other day? It was uh, Paul Harrell did his thing on the on the uh, thirty carbine. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw it or not, but he's like, I, I didn't, but basically I, in the process of reading about a lot of calibers over the past two days, um, you know, my whole reloading thing, um, uh, <laughs> it, it was really funny to find out that how, even especially considering the fact that it was a weapon of war is, is how undeadly it actually supposedly is. Well, you know, what's funny is he did a thing, uh, and, and he's like, look, a lot of people have crapped on this gun, you know, and probably some of it's deserved and some of it's not. He goes, first of all, the velocities have been misprinted for probably 50 years, 60 years. Uh, there was a mistaking, uh, there was a mistake on a table, uh, and that said it was about a thousand feet per second slower than it actually is. And he's like, yeah, it's, it's fine. Now there, there's, you know, there, there's, and anyone who's a big fan of them will tell you that it's like, no, they're a lot faster than that. They actually provide a lot more stopping power than you think. Uh, it's a lot lighter. It's a lot easier to carry around, but there are other issues with it. You know, here are those other issues, you know? So, uh, but a lot of it was, and he was like, look, I was the first one, you know, I was a big hater of this gun. I, then I had to learn about it and I had to eat some crow on it. Cause it's, it's actually a lot better than it, than it well, has gotten the reputation for. Then, then whoever wrote the book I just read um, didn't know this. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> probably not. And and it's the first time I'd heard it because I'd heard nothing but crappy things about it, right? And then he comes and he and he put one on, you know, on the on, you know, he clocked the the rounds on the radar and he's like, now if you'll look at this, this isn't special ammo. <laughs> you know, he's like, this is out of the box stuff and it's close to 800 feet per second faster than than it says it is or whatever it was. Uh, it, it's and it's he's like this isn't special so this is actually how fast they are this isn't what was published and what was published originally was a mistake and that's just the one everyone went off of because it was published by the manufacturer and it was wrong and it was like for years we've all believed that so it was kind of interesting i still don't want a 30 carbine <laughs> like Actually, I mean, I've seen, I like the looks of them. I've seen oh, other things in which you can get 30 carbines. Like, we've got one on the wall right now that'll fire 22. That I'm not looking for another 22. But as much as you can't find them right now, they have made them that'll fire 9mm. Yep. Yep. I, I, like, I love the look of the gun. I just, I'm looking, because I already have kind of a, a smaller, shorter ranged rifle. I'm not in the market I, for that. So when, when I get, you know, and, and, you know, you look at all these rifles, you look at, at something like an AR platform or, 
an M1, you know, or because they still have M1s around. They're getting super pricey nowadays, but oh, oh yeah, they're. St- I mean, they still have them around. I fired one once uh, at a range. It was a friend of my dad's, and he let me fire it. I I felt ridiculous because uh, I was like, I don't know, sixteen. Something like that, and I had this big ass M1 Garand, and and I and before you send in your hate mail, I know <laughs> that there is a it's like a GIF and GIF thing, M1 Garand or M1 Garand. I grew up saying Garand, that's the way I'm gonna say it. All right, y'all can write in. I'm not changing the way I say it. I also say GIF, so that makes any difference for you. <laughs> I don't care. The guy who created that was a developer, not an English major. He can suck it. It went around the net as a gif. It's a gif. All right. That's small PSA out of the way. I will continue forward. Um, but, I mean, I've shot a bunch of this stuff, but a lot of the hunting rifles, I, I, I've never gotten there. You know, because I'm, I'm not really, anytime I went hunting, it was on a borrowed, like hunting on purpose. Uh, yeah. It was on a borrowed rifle. You know, somebody mm-hmm. handed me something and said, hey, use this. And, you know, we didn't see a deer or I sat in a fucking tree on the on a stool the size of a hamburger for three hours strapped, <laughs> strapped there for several hours. So, so when you fell asleep, you didn't fall out the tree. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and I did, you know, the gun was strapped to me and I was strapped to the tree and everybody was there. You know, it was all fine. You know, and then there's the hide where you don't say anything, you don't speak and you just sit there in the dark and watch for these damn deer. And I'm like, well, this is like we're not shooting at all. Like this isn't hunting. This is this is like waiting. Tra- yeah, this is just waiting for deer to come by <laughs> in a normal thing where you've laid out some grain. So, you know, this is like. They're on their morning 405 freeway rush, you know, trying to get some food, get some breakfast, get on with their day. And I'm just sitting here at the gas station. That's basically what's happening. This isn't hunting. And uh, that was not a popular thing. They never asked me to go hunting again, by the way. I can't, can't imagine why. <laughs> I, was, I was a little bitch the entire time. I think I was 22. Um, luckily, everybody else was 22 as well. You know, like It was all my friends and stuff. And they were just like, okay, not Sean's thing. Got it. You know, because uh, I was always more like the like we're not shooting. This isn't shooting. I don't want to like. I mean, hell, if we were playing D and D, I could at least roll some dice and see if I hit it. Right. You know, like something, man. Like something's got to happen here. This is not. We're not doing it. This is just like as far as I was concerned. This is like fishing, only less fun. You know, like fishing. At least you get to cast and throw and reel it back. And you know, even if you don't catch anything, you're still fishing. Right. And, and, and you have somebody to talk to. Right. And the fish don't care if you're laughing in the boat. Like nobody gives a shit. All right. Hunting. And this is my own personal thing on hunting, guys, by the way. I'm not saying you guys all, all you know, like we should stop hunting or anything like I Look, everyone's got their stuff. And, and, and if you've got extra venison, I love making chili. So oh, man. I love welcome to send that. Network. I love what comes from a successful hunt. <laughs> like I'll eat the shit out of all of it. Right. I have no problem with that. I just don't want to be there for the three hour waiting session while we wait for it, you know. Uh, plus there's a lot of work that goes on to, to hunting. And like I said, it's a lot of responsibility. There's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, responsible stuff that has to go on for a successful hunt to go down. Um, for fishing, you just grab them, hook them, pull them in the boat, throw them in a cooler and then go skin them and eat them, you know, throw them, skin them 10 feet away from where the grill you just fired up is throw them on the grill. You're good. It doesn't happen with a deer. 
right? There's all kinds of things that have, they have to pack it out, and you have to dress it out, and you've got to hang it up from a tree. and it's like There's a lot of stuff that goes on. Uh, this is not my, really my thing, as you might, as you might guess. However, I do like the idea of shooting over a hundred yards. I, I think it's cool. I think it's cool that you could, you could set up and, and let loose a shot like that and actually hit something. That is cool. I like that. Uh, so I'm looking well, for something that kind of does that. Okay, so so, but at the same time, as far as the type of fire, not necessarily brand or anything of that nature, but it sounds like you're probably looking for something that's bolt action, then, correct? Um, uh, probably, yeah, I'd, I'd say okay. so. Well, you know, at that point in time, all you really have to do is just decide how far out you really want to be able to shoot, and then just start looking at your ballistic tables. Yeah, that's fair. Find find a round that'll do it. Yeah, you know, I uh, the Creedmoor will definitely go really far for you if you wanted to. <laughs> uh, and once again, findable. Um, 30-06 or 308 will definitely reach out and touch somebody. Um, once again, findable. Um, yeah, they, I mean, it's just a matter of deciding how much you want to spend and, uh, you know, which round is to how far you want to go. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that's what I'm, I'm heading towards as far as, as the next, I say that. Every time I say this is what I'm going to get next, I buy another shotgun. I mean... I know, I know that that is true, but I keep well, going back it, it, to this it, other thing, you know. It, 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 well, we know what your next project is. Okay, you know, that's shotgun, fair. Yeah, shotgun is just the things that you come across and go, "Ooh, that's mine." Yeah, yeah. Or, or that will be mine. <laughs> oh, um, we're gonna or, find or, you at home. <laughs> whereas you're now projecting a gun, which is basically going through figuring out what it is that you want to do, what kind of action you want to deal with, and. You know, whether or not you're planning on table shooting, sitting up shooting, or excuse me, not sitting up, laying down shooting, um, standing, what is, at that point, it's just, what do you want to do? Yeah, yeah, and I I think that's true. I think that's about right. Uh, projecting, again, I like that, because uh, it's, it's definitely not going to be what I buy next, because uh, if I find a shotgun that is, like, sparkly and in my price range, I will buy it. It's like a fly going past a frog. It's like, oop, mine, you know? Yes. It's, it's just what happens. <laughs> like, if you found the perfect new compact handgun, you know, you perfect this week, right? You'd, <laughs> you you pick that up, right? I mean, like, it's not going to get away. You're going to get it. You're just... Hey, hey you, you called one thing, and just in the process of paying for the things I want now, I mean, that that, uh, that Beretta is probably about to go in the case to get sold. So <laughs> I, I, haven't, I haven't made up my mind on that one yet, but it's probably going to happen. You're like, uh, what caliber is that? Nine millimeter. Uh, let's see. What was that? That was a Beretta. What was PX4, that? PX4 subcompact. Beretta PX4. Oh man, I remember this one. Yeah, I I I like it. Actually, I really do. But right now, all of my excitement is going towards my lever action toys. Uh, now see, I like that too. I really like that. I just I know that if you put that on the wall, you're going to get more for it than I'd pay for it, like by a lot. Right now. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, by a lot. Because otherwise I'd, um, I'd make an offer, but there's no way. I'd, I'd probably be 30, 40% under what you could get that for right now if you put that on a wall at a shop. I, my, my plan is to put it in the case at about 400. Yeah. No, that's totally what I'd do. And it'll sell, too. Oh, yeah. It'll sell. 
I mean, because yours is totally blacked out, or did you get the the? the... No, it's to, it's totally blacked out. Yeah, see, that'll sell. It's a it's a Beretta. It's in nine millimeter, and it looks nice. And and really, where I've kind of come to in my firearm journey, shall we say, is uh, you know I I I've sort of kind of started looking at my handguns as utilitarian. Mm-hmm. You know, they I, they have a purpose. Don't get me wrong. And I am not getting rid of my SIGs. Um, but at the same time, they're there for a purpose, the, to defend myself. Um, I do have a AR pistol that is there to defend my home. Um, the rest of what I'm getting from now on, now that I've got those things, it, it, it's all – I'm looking at aesthetics. I'm looking at fun. I'm looking for enjoyment rather than just – these are the things that are going to protect my family. Yeah, and that's that's kind of where I live. I mean, I have and, my protection guns. Well, and, and that's basically what it came down to. I have tried so many firearms. I know which one. <laughs> I, I I I know which handguns I shoot real well at this point, and they are all say six hour on them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, so I, I've got a P320 next to the bed with with a light on it. I've got my two carry um, SIGs, and you know what? I think I'm okay there. I've got my 45 and I've got my 38 Special just to be able to have things that fire other calibers. Um, you know, I you know so at some point in life, my 45 will have some really awesome Darth Vader ca- uh, scales. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, they will. Uh, and, and that wasn't – that's why I added the at some point in life. That's not a rush. Yeah, I um, understand. And, uh, you know, so once again, my, my handgun thing is kind of like, okay, I, I'm, I'm done with that. I, I did what I needed to do for myself with that. Now it's time to find things that I think are pretty fun and make me feel good. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of where I am. I go to, when I go to shoot, I go to play, you know, and if yeah. it, if it can't right now, if it can't bust a clay, I don't want to play with it. Right. And and that's and, and and the worst part of it is is that I'm not even sure how much of my handguns I'll take back to the outdoor range with my brother to play with, because I'll just go to the indoor range and make sure I can shoot straight with them from time to time. Right. Um. And but I'll probably be taking like the lever action rifles and stuff of that nature and just kind of going oh, and having an absolute blast. Of course you will. Of course you will. I mean, because it's fun. You know, it's like here. I'm gonna get this tennis ball. Let's see if we. I'm gonna throw it out here. Let's see if we can hit it at 60 yards. Let's see if and, we can hit it at 100 yards. And, and and especially considering the fact that hopefully over the next few weeks, my next investment will lead to, um, hey, collect up that brass and um, we'll have stuff for next time. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I love that. That's 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 supremely because, cool. Because right now, that's why I don't want to go to the range. I don't want to use up what I have. Right. Right, and that's and that makes perfect sense, right? But if well, you're reloading, because, oh, exactly, you're in because good shape you, because you can't necessarily find rounds, but you can find bullets. Right, you can find powder. Exactly, because that's because that most people at the moment don't know what to do with them. Right. Not that I do. I'm just in the process. You of will. Learning. <laughs> yeah, you will. And I just didn't want anybody to think I would think of thinking just because I read a chapter in a book that I'm sitting here going, dude, I can make any bullet under the sun. <laughs> Jake's Fine Bullets by Remington and, <laughs> and Hornady. Why do all Jake's bullets say Hornady on it? Well, you know, he's reloading. <laughs> 
it's fine. You know, but it's but that's true. I mean, you can. You know, you get some 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 uh, some inserts. You know, some uh, uh, percussion center fires. You get uh-huh. some powder. You get some some bullets. You get a crimper and some, uh, that kind of thing. Yeah, you can make bullets, or at yeah. least reuse the ones you had from the old brass. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's like a lot of people do that. I don't because what it, I it, use it, is it, shotguns. You know. Well, and, and the other thing is, is that you know made it very quick to th- to realize I was going in the right direction. Is when I was in Cabela's, as much as I couldn't find, not that that was what I was looking for at the time, two, two, three, or nine millimeter. Uh, rounds in boxes pre-manufactured. I tell you what, when I went to the loading stuff, there was plenty of 9mm brass. Right. There was plenty of 45 brass. There was plenty of uh, 223 brass. You could buy the bullets and the powder and the primers. If you're willing to put them all together, you can have ammo. Right. Uh, it's just the fact that it hasn't really started occurring to people yet, so I'm planning on doing that before it does. <laughs> What'd you do, Jake? I bought seven tons worth of bullet-making apparatus <laughs> and materials. The truck will be here next week. <laughs> Nobody lights a smoke around my house. <laughs> I did tell my wife that I was doing this, and she reminded me. She's like, well, just make sure nothing explodes. I'm like, babe, you know, come on. It goes, you know, she says, look. I'm telling you, I promise you that stuff will get everywhere, just like you bitch about me with my glitter and my crafts. And I went, yeah. Then just don't walk by an open flame. What do you want me to tell you? <laughs> Look, let's cook in the kitchen when I like like at specific times. All right, that's all I'm saying. You know. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it, it is something you're gonna have to do. You're gonna have loose gunpowder. Right? You're gonna have to figure out how to keep it and what to do. And and how all that stuff works, but once you do and keep and I know you, you'll keep it in a safe fashion, and you'll you'll advise everybody what they can and can't do, and when and how and all that kind of thing, and it'll be fine. And when that happens, I don't think we're going to be able to keep you out of the range. No, <laughs> especially with Mister Henry over here. Oh man, you can be walking around the the range with a freaking sweet broom being like hey i'll clean those up for you don't worry about nothing <laughs> uh yeah and and the worst part about it is is uh, you know as much as i poo-pooed the 3030 i and you probably already heard me say it with we're talking about how pretty a marlin 3030 can be mm-hmm. uh yeah i saw one with um <laughs> uh, 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 now once again they're not available at the moment but at some point I saw a nice light maple wood um, Marlin 3030 that was very pretty. Only had an 18-inch barrel on it, which is where I go. I'm not much into those, you know, longer barrels. And I'm thinking to myself, that could be mine someday. Oh yes. Oh, it's terrible. And and some <laughs> of those stocks are gorgeous. Like, did I show you my 870? The the when I redid my 870 with its new stocks. Yep. No, what, what caught my eye on this one, not to say that I don't like the walnut, not to say that if I wouldn't go for the walnut, uh, as much as I'm really enjoying the coloring of the light maple marlin stock, uh, I take the walnut, but that light maple is just, it's been the contrast with the, and here I am talking about the aesthetics of a firearm, which I, until <laughs> I met you, I never would have done. Yeah, yeah, and I'm talking about buying a rifle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're we're equally bad for each other, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, 
I'm sitting here about all these Texans with 30-30 and going, well, that that could be fun. That that could be nice. You know, some of those are pretty, you know. (laughs) Who is this man and what have you done with Jake? Hey, you're talking about buying a 308. Yeah, I know. It's it's weird. (laughs) Well, you know, I started shooting those rifles and I was like, well, these rifles can be pretty fun as long as you're not trying to stand out in a freaking deer blind trying to wait for an animal to come by. It's kind of fun to blow up soda bottles and stuff like that at 100 yards. Oh, oh I, I, um, what I'm waiting for is once they get the longer range rifles is just to go and buy from Walmart, the Walmart brand mini cans of like Sprite or something like that. Oh, that's awesome. And, and, and once again, it, it's something like at that point in time, ten cents a piece for each one of them. By the time you actually add up what the case cost you, oh yeah, I can pop those hardly easy. You know, <laughs> watch those things explode with soda coming out everywhere. All oh, day, yeah, be fun. <laughs> I will totally do that. Uh, so yeah, it. Uh, if you've hung on, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> We actually, you guys don't know this, but we actually had to break the cast up into two casts because we rambled that long, all right? Uh, uh, Throw in a couple of potty breaks and... And, uh, you know, we're fine. A few few digressions from something that's not even remotely close to what this cast is about. Um, Some of them so far that I'm pretty sure they'll get cut out. Uh, Yeah, you've got got some, uh, a lot of material to edit here. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. But uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for listening. Jake has spoken so long this week, and we, we did indeed do this, that uh, his family has come looking for him. Uh, <laughs> so, so we have to go. <laughs> thank you all. Stay safe, and we'll see you next time. On behalf of Jake Bona and I, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you're interested in more content like this or podcasts, check us out at hawkseyeguns.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.